For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It's time to get up and get going, South Coast. It's time for the Tim Weisberg Show on WBSM. Also streaming live on WBSM.com and on the WBSM app. Talk to Tim now at 508-996-0500 or send him a message or a voicemail through the WBSM app. And now, ready to start your day off with a bang. It's Tim Weisberg. Jack Spillane from the New Bedford Light sitting in for Tim Weisberg this morning. Good morning, South Coast. A little bit of Jackson Brown to, to start us off. Um, one, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, one of my favorite all-time songs, uh, uh, The Pretender from Jackson Brown. Good to be here. The last time I sat in, a, a good friend of mine told me I, I, I talk too fast when I'm on the radio, so I'm going to try to slow it down a little bit this morning. It's a rainy day <clears throat> on the South Coast, and I have a frog in my throat, so I'm just going to get a little drink. Hang on. Just a little bit of dead air there. Sorry about that. Um, early morning, 6 to 9 shift, as Jackson Brown would say. It's, um, it's a 9 to 5 world. So I'm happy to be here. I, I, I love filling in for Tim. Um, uh, this is my favorite time of year, even though it's been a rainy summer so far. I hope, I, I just love summer. It's all too short in New England. And when we get these rainy days like today, and it is gray out there, it, it kind of it strikes at your heart. But um, we're here anyway, and um, we're here to talk about the news and issues of the day, whatever you want to talk about. 508 996 0500 if you want to call in. Uh, I'll try to keep my the pace of my conversation slower and um, we'll see what we all have to say. Those of you who know me know that for, for 20 plus years I worked at the Standard Times uh, as a writer and an editor. The last couple of years I've been over at the New Bedford Light, the great online startup. Check it out, newbedfordlight.org. Just Google New Bedford Light. You'll find all of our stories. Um, I have a column up this morning on the recent um, hiring controversies uh, at in New Bedford 
City at the um, public, uh, the Fleet and Facilities Management Department, where they had a former police officer, Stephen Greeny, who um, was caught stealing from the city. And the city has, uh, he's now been charged with um, stealing and uh, with uh, possession of drugs with, in, with intent to distribute. Mr. Greeny was um, uh, unfortunately a former police officer who um, outed a fellow detective uh, to a drug dealer. So seems like he's a guy with a lot of problems. Uh, the city tried to give him a chance by rehiring him in, in 2019, and he promptly got in trouble again. The Whaling Museum has also had problems recently, as we know, uh, hiring uh, an individual with a, a record uh, serving time for shoplifting, Robert Burchell, uh, serving time for shoplifting and, and the sort of drug charges in the county jail. And questions were raised in both these cases about whether the individuals, um, whether the individuals, uh, whether, whether the institutions, the city on the one hand and the Whaling Museum on the other, did sufficient background checks, quarry checks is what they're called. But I'm, I'm approaching this from a, a different angle in my column, if you, if you read it this morning. And I'm approaching it from the angle of what do we do with people who've served their time, who have been criminal offenders and um, uh, are out on the street again, who have been addicted to drugs and are, are now sober, at least temporarily? How do we get them back into the workforce? Should they be in the workforce? I, I think they should because otherwise... They're going to be on the dole. They're going to be on government assistance. If they're not on government assistance and they can't get jobs, they're just going to go back to, to life of crime. So I, I think we do have to give them a chance. But unfortunately, they have a high, high rate of recidivism. Uh, recidivism is getting in trouble again, a, a, high, a high rate of breaking the law. So, so these folks, um, it's, it's a hard Think for society to to deal with, but I think we have to deal with it. It's part of the human condition. So my sense is that you can't always give these people every job. I'm not sure whether Mr. Greeny should have been working for the city at all, but but he had to work somewhere. And um, uh, so I, I think I think it, it's a it's a question that we have to grapple with uh, during the eight o'clock hour. Carl Alves, the longtime executive director of PACA, which Anybody who knows New Bedford knows that PACA has done great work for decades in the, you know, treating, working with the, the um, drug-addicted community in New Bedford. So Carl is either going to come into the studio or, or call in on the radio at 8 o'clock and, and talk about the challenges of, of getting people back into to jobs and, and what do we do when they screw up. Well, when they screw up, they have to be arrested and charged with whatever crimes they may have committed, but um, uh, it's a it's, it's a tough situation. Uh, but I I think it's one of those things that we have to deal with. What else are you going to do? Maybe you maybe you think differently about it. Maybe you think that well, if if someone has um, you know uh, been convicted of of, of theft or, or, or drug dealing or whatever, I don't care whether they've served their time or not. They're never working again. So what are you going to do with them? You have to try to rehabilitate these people to, to get them back into society, but they have a high rate of failure and they get in trouble again. So that's what happened in the city of New Bedford. That's what happened at the Whaling Museum. Uh, uh, what do you think? Well, how, how, how should we treat people that get in these kinds of troubles? 
Uh, the number, if you want to reach me this morning, is 508-996-0500. 508-996-0500. This is Jack Spillane from the New Bedford Light sitting in for Tim Weisberg. Uh, so that's what's on my mind this morning. That's, that's my New Bedford Light column, which you can find if you go to um, you just Google New Bedford Light. Dot org and you'll find it. This uh, this um, Stephen Greeny case was an, an interesting case. Um, evidently, he was hired in the Department of Facilities and Fleet Management, which which anybody who knows New Bedford is one of the biggest government departments that really is in charge of all the city's buildings, all the city's motor vehicles. It's a very busy department. A guy named Mark Champagne has done a very able job, a very, um, I think most people would agree, he's done just a terrific job for many years, uh, both on the city side, and now he's gone over to work for the school department in the same type of job. But he hired, um, according to the mayor's office, Mayor John Mitchell's office. He hired uh, Mr. Greeny without ever telling the mayor. Without ever telling the mayor, I guess he told personnel. But the personnel director, uh, not the current personnel director, but the former personnel director, I think a woman named um, Sarah Vesnina. Uh, somebody may correct me on that if I'm wrong. Neither one of them alerted Mayor Mayor uh, John Mitchell's office that they had hired this former police officer convicted of outing a fellow detective to a drug dealer uh, uh, for a job in the city. And so the mayor found out when the police department um, uh, began to inv- investigate Mr. Greeny uh, for stealing city property. Uh, uh, Greeny has not been charged, has not been, he's been charged, but he has not been uh, tried yet. So I think his, his defense, I, I believe, so far to the police when they searched his home was that these were things the city was throwing out, and he took them because he thought they were throwing them out. He took all kinds of things, um, uh, uh, Nintendo games, um, a dartboard, uh, 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 alarm systems, all, all kinds of things. It seems like anything that he could fence, anything that, that he could could sell. They They found all kinds of drugs in his apartment and scales and things that you would you would have to distribute drugs. Um, uh, so, it, 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 you know, it was a bad situation. Um, uh, uh, I think that Mayor Mitchell was uh, very embarrassed by the whole thing. I, I, I think he probably feels it was a low point of his administration. Interestingly enough, the city council has had, had very little to say about it. Uh, uh, they, they just don't... They, they, Councilor Brian Gomes invited the Whaling Museum in uh, rightly so, in my opinion, to to um, explain how they had hired Mr. Birchall when he stole all the historic artifacts. Councillor Gomes correctly pointed out that those are things that are valuable to the citizens of New Bedford, although the Whaling Museum also correctly responded that they are a private nonprofit and and really not under the city's direction. But the council, nobody on the council, ev- evidently asked anybody from the mayor's office or the Department of public facilities or the police department to explain how this guy Greeny could have been hired after having served time in federal prison uh, uh, for um, uh, uh, theft. So uh, it's, a, it's a difficult thing. Uh, if you're interested in talking to me about that, give me a call at 508-996-0500. I know that the calls can be a little bit slow to uh, come in early in the morning. So if you're up on this rainy morning 
and uh, you want to put yourself in a, a better mood uh, uh, from these grace guys, I, I give me a call. I'm, I'm happy to talk to you. Uh, as, as most folks know, if, if, you, if you talk to me um, in the past, you know that even though I'm a progressive guy, I'm a, a liberal, I'm, I'm also a guy who respects conservatives, and I want to hear what you have to say. I, I understand the point of view that conservatives are, are coming from a lot of the times. I'm, I, I'm even conservative myself on, on, on a lot of issues, uh, particularly fiscal ones. So uh, uh, I, I want to hear what you have to say. Uh, this is Jack Spillane from the New Bedford Light filling in for, for Tim Weisberg. And we have a call on the line, so we'll go to that right now. You're on the air with Jack Spillane. Hi, Jack. How are you? Good. Um, I was interested in this topic. I have no experience, but that doesn't stop me from opening my mouth. Um, I think that um, one of the things that might be done, and I have no idea of how, how expensive it would be, but would um, the development of more programs to transition from prison to, I guess you'd say, like ordinary life. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't think that happens. I just know of one case where someone was released after, you know, many years and went back to um, a life of, you know, drugs and alcohol. And but there was no transition uh, or it. To me, it looked on as an outsider. There didn't seem to be like a real solid support system in place, and I don't know how that can be if you keep someone um, in a prison for so many years. And I'm sure they have rehabilitation and and that thing, you know, that sort of thing. But then once they're out in society, there doesn't seem to be a real um, defined structure to help them. You know, as long as I've been been covering the South Coast, I I I realize that I don't know what the programs are when they're outside. I know that there are rehabilitation programs that are taught in the jails. Uh, the, the, sometimes people say there's not enough of them, but when people are released, what are the programs then? That, that's that's an excellent point. And we don't really hear as much about them. Of course, these things cost money, like everything else. But in all honesty, you may have to spend more money if the people are just going to come back to jail because, you know, they, they can't get a job. I mean, I, I do think on, in the defense of the employers, it's, it's, a, um, it's a risk, you know, because people do tend to, if, you're, if they have substance abuse problems, they tend to fall off the wagon. And if they fall off the wagon, maybe they begin stealing again or, or whatever to support their habit. And now they have criminal problems too. So, you know, when you hire these people, it is, it is a challenge. It's almost like you need to, if they have families or if they have friends, it's almost like you need to have them um, take a class or something in in how to support a person um, when they're released. Because if you're going back to the same family or the same set of friends that allowed, that's the wrong word, but, you know, saw this happening and couldn't stop it the first time around, they need to have some tools too. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I, I have to say, um, uh, full disclosure, I have people in my own immediate family who have struggled with drug addiction. And, and I think that it's not, you know, people try, it's not always the easiest thing to accomplish because sometimes people are ready, you know, to, 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 to get well and some people are, are, are not ready and they, they remain in denial about their problems. And, and I'm clueless because I smoked one cigarette when I was in high school 
I'm 73 now. <laughs> I just don't have that personality yet. You know, I probably have the uh, lunatic personality that calls up talk shows at 6 in the morning. But, <laughs> but I guess that's a different kind of addiction. But um, seriously, I, I don't, I've never experienced it, and I've never experienced it in my family. So I'm clueless. Yeah. How about friends? Do you, do you know friends or acquaintances that have, have, have had problems? I'd say acquaintances. Um, perhaps um, a couple of friends with alcohol, but nothing that was um, out of control. Um, you know, sought help, got help, remained sober for many, many years. Are, you know, they're still sober. So um, as far as drugs go, I don't think um, I know anyone who had that, that problem. Yeah, it's, so a very wise, really, it's, a, it's a very widespread problem, though. Right, and then you just wonder how people how people got that way in the first place. Was it something psychological in their makeup that they felt bad about themselves? Or was it something chemical yeah. that, um, you know, caused their body to crave that? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, why can I take a drink and, and, and walk away from it and somebody else takes a drink and they just want more and more? You know, yeah. th- those are, you know, it probably is a combination of all the things you just mentioned, psych- psychology, uh, chemical makeup, uh Whatever, but I, I, I do think there's been a lot of discussion about the Whaling Museum case and the um, City of New Bedford case that, oh, they fell down, they didn't do the quarry checks. But in both cases, they did quarry checks. The quarry check system is not perfect. They've now uh, made some improvements uh, in the city system where they are going to be able to get onto the federal database because Mr. Greeny had actually committed a federal crime and it was not in the state databases. So they've made improvements to the city system. I imagine the Whaling Museum, I think the Whaling Museum has said that they have made improvements to their quarry check system too. But it's not just about background checks. I, I do think, and Carl Alves, when he comes on at 8 o'clock, I think is going to explain why these people need to be given a chance, even if they are, may fail. And there are certain industries, like the restaurant industry, the fishing industry, um, construction, that, that, that do tend to uh, you know, have a, a large number of people who have had these problems. In, but there's, there's no doubt that, that the, the failure rate is also high. Right. It's almost like they need mentors, mentors on the job. Ah, yeah. And, and everything no, takes money, right? Everything takes but money. you know what? When I was a teacher, and when I started teaching in the 70s, um, we did not have anything like a mentoring program, a formal paid mentoring program. I was lucky enough to work with a woman who loved education. She loved children. She loved learning. And she was probably in her 50s at the time. And she taught me so much more than I ever learned at my teacher college. It was real. Um, She just had a wonderful way about her. And I think that there can be mentoring without a lot of cost, but you have to have people willing to do it. Yep, and I'm all for it. it. For the sake of goodness. Mentoring is the name of the game. You're a great caller. I'm behind on a break already, Thank so you. i got to go to sorry, a commercial. Thanks for calling. Okay, bye-bye. <clears throat> all right, we're back. This is Jack Spillane filling in for Tim Weisberg. Uh, Jack Spillane of the formerly of the Standard Times and now of the New Bedford Light. We're going to have to go to the news in just about 30 seconds, so I don't have time for a call right now. But when we come back from Adam Bass, uh, who's doing a great job giving us the news, we can do that. And hopefully I'll play this bumper correctly when we go into it. And um, it's I think I'm a little bit too early, Adam. So I think 
I'm going to have to filibuster a little bit here for another 20 seconds. Um, uh, but it, I was been interesting to hear what the news is this morning because um, uh, that uh, I'm drawing a blank now. What was the lead story? Well, you see, uh, New Bed- uh, the Bristol County sh- uh, Sheriff Paul Rowe is going to be selling the Shama Diner. Uh, yes, yes. We're going to talk about that in a bit. Here you go. A divided house voted on Thursday to restrict abortion access, bar transgender health services, and limit diversity training for military personnel. Democrats condemned the moves, warning they could not support the defense bill with abortion restriction included. They accused the GOP for trying to use the Defense Department to achieve an extreme agenda of rolling back the rights of women, people of color, and transgender individuals. Republicans accused Democrats in the Biden administration of trying to turn the Pentagon into a hotbed of radical progressism. Iowa Governor Kim Reynolds will sign a bill today that effectively bans nearly all abortions after about six weeks of pregnancy. The bill passed Tuesday will prohibit abortions after cardiac activity is detected in an embryo, which can happen as early as six weeks into a pregnancy. Current Iowa law allows abortions up to 20 weeks. Film and television production is grinding to a halt in Hollywood, with actors set to hit the picket lines today. The union representing 160,000 actors is going on strike, joining the screenwriters who have been on strike for nearly two and a half months. Authorities in Vermont have confirmed the first death related to this week's storms and flooding in the state. Officials say 63-year-old man died Wednesday after drowning accident in his home. Storms caused widespread flooding in New England this week, particularly in Vermont. Federal prosecutors are not seeking the death penalty for the suspects accused of killing Boston mobster Whitey Bulger. One of the men who was indicted is Freddie Gias, a former West Springfield mob hitman who is serving life for the murder conspiracies of Springfield mob boss Adolfo Bruno and low-level associate Gary Westerman nearly two decades ago. Bulger was killed in 2018 while serving time in a prison in West Virginia. Hunter Biden's lawyer is sending a cease and desist letter to Donald Trump's lawyers over social media posts about the president's son. The letter sent Thursday cited past examples when Trump's rhetoric allegedly inspired harm, including the attack on Nancy Pelosi's husband and the man arrested near the Obama house with weapons in his van. Lottery players across the country have their hopes set on winning at least one of the multi-state lottery games this weekend. Mega Millions numbers will be drawn tonight with an estimated jackpot of $560 million. The jackpot for Saturday night's Powerball drawing stands at a whopping $875 million. And a pair of Florida twins have gone viral on social media because they're both cousins and brothers. They call themselves the Peter Twins because they share the same name. The pair said their moms are identical twin sisters and their dads are identical twin brothers. The twins say one question they get asked often is if they have the same birthday, but one Peter is four months younger than the other. In sports, the Red Sox return tonight to play the Chicago Cubs at Wrigley Field. First pitch at 8.05 p.m. And now here's your ABC6 local weather forecast. 
Expect rain and thunderstorms to be moving through the area today. We're going to catch these in waves, so we could see some heavy downpours at times. But in between these waves, we'll catch some sunshine, too. So as we head through the day, we'll see a high of about 81 degrees. Tonight, we're turning cloudy with a few spot showers here and there, low of 73. From the ABC6 Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Skylar Spindler on New Bedford's News Talk Station, 1420 WBSM. It is currently 69 degrees right now in New Bedford. I'm Adam Bass, WBSM News. Stay up to date with New Bedford's News Talk Station, WBSM, and get breaking news alerts and podcasts with the WBSM app. Thanks, Adam. You're welcome. If you can hear this music, I'm trying to play this music bumper, but I, I don't know if it's playing. Well, that doesn't, I don't hear it, so I'm assuming it isn't playing. I'm not sure why. Uh, still not working. Well, it worked the first time, but not this time. This is Jack Spillane from the New Bedford Light, long time of the Standard Times. You may be familiar with my work as a writer and an editor for many, many years. Um, I'm sitting in for Tim Weisberg this morning on this gray summer morning. Boy, I love summer. Do you love summer? It's my favorite time of the year, but it's all too short in New England. If you have a great summer story uh, from your youth or whatever, give me a call. I'd love to hear it. Uh, I'm looking out the, the window of the WBSM studio here, and um, the sun is just starting to rise over Fairhaven. Uh, it looks like uh, there'll be some breaks in the clouds anyway. When I got up this morning at, at, at 4.30, it was so dark, and as that light came up, it was so gloomy that I thought, jeepers, this is summer, summer in New England. It was kind of like that all the month of June. But a friend of mine said to me that, that in New England... Summer doesn't really start until 4th of July. The only hot weather that we really can rely on is July and August. June is uh, an iffy month, and and that certainly was the case this year. Uh, That bothers me because it's also short in in New England, but I guess uh, winter is is not that bad either. We didn't even have any snow last winter. But winter seems long, even as summer seems, seems short. We've been talking this morning about a column that I put up uh, uh, this morning at the New Bedford Light. Uh, I hope you saw it. New Bedford Whaling Museum burned by bad hires. This is about the news that we've uh, read about in recent months about um, Stephen Greeny, who worked, a former New Bedford police officer who worked in the uh, Department of Facilities and Fleet Management, and um, Robert Birchall, who uh, worked at the Whaling Museum as a custodian of sorts. Both of them had histories with drugs. Both of them got in trouble. Uh, both of them got in trouble for stealing. Um, and uh, very embarrassing situation for both the city of New Bedford and for the, for the Whaling Museum. But it, it raises the end. It, it appears that the, um, the quarry checks were done, but the background checks were evidently not as sufficient as, as one would have hoped. Uh, uh, amazingly, in the city's case, the mayor of New Bedford... Uh, was left out of the um, chain of command when they when they hired this um, co- convicted offender with a very serious, you know, case of 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 of, of um, uh, divulging the identity of an undercover narcotics officer. It's just an amazing thing that he could get hired again. Um, uh, 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 the man that hired him, Mark Champagne, is a good guy by all accounts. A very competent. Um, uh, director of Facilities and Fleet Management, but um, he and the personnel director did not inform the mayor. They've changed the um, 
the procedures now, if you have any feelings about how that went down. The part of it that I'm interested in is, is what do we do with these people who have served their time and these people who have, have gotten sober, uh, at least temporarily? How do we get them back into the workforce? Because as, as my friend Carl Alf says, who's going to come on at 8 o'clock, uh, we don't give life sentences for, for, for small crimes um, in America, you know, the cruel and unusual punishment is is forbidden by the Constitution. These peop- people come out, they need to work, they need to support themselves. And how, how are they going to do it? Because there is a high failure rate. You know, employees um, often don't want to take a risk. But, but you know, I mean, it's like any other employee, an employee with diabetes or an employee with heart disease. You know, these people can be good employees. Uh, these two guys um, probably should never have been hired in the jobs and the types of jobs that they were hired for, but they they need to do something. So if you'd if you'd like to talk about how you think we should get people back in the workforce, give me a call at 508-996-0500, 508-996-0500. The lines are open. Uh, we can talk about other things. We can talk about the um, the new sheriff Paul Haro wanting to auction off the diner, uh, uh, the Charmette Diner. You know, it's, it's interesting. Um, the way that uh, Hero cast it this morning was that that um, the federal government never came through with the money to to run the rehabilitation programs. It looks like that diner needed a lot of work. It would have been expensive to 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 get it in a condition where it could have been operating. It was a very nice idea. It was a lovely idea to to it, it dovetails to what I've been talking about this morning: getting people back into the workforce. Uh, it's, it was a, a lovely idea to have that diner functioning right at the um, the Bristol County House of Correction. But again, it come down, comes down to money. It's always a question of money. The money wasn't there. I I, I, I know Phil Paleologos had some um, uh, concerns that that they didn't they didn't make the effort that was needed to be made. But it was it sat there for a long time. Um, he's um, made some noises that he would like to have the diner back if. If they're not going to use it, but now Sheriff Haro says he wants to auction it off. What do you think of that? Should it be auctioned off? It's 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 it's, it's under auction as we speak. Um, it needs some work on the bathrooms. They say um, it doesn't have any cooking for, um, implements or anything, so you'd have to go get get them. It, it, it's going kind to of be an expensive proposition to get that that diner working again. It's still a good-looking diner. You, you see the, the photos. Um, it's been up in blo- on blocks since 2014, I think, up at the um, the House of Correction in Dartmouth. Um, what do you think of that? Just would you like to would you like to get that diner? I I, I love diners. I, I I think that you know I I'm sad when when Angelo's Orchid Diner over on Kempton Street in in New Bedford closed a few years ago. That was a place I used to go. Uh, uh, I didn't go to the Charmant as often because it, it's not in the part of town that I live in, but I, I went to the Charmant on occasion. It was another another good diner. There are some good diners in Fairhaven's, uh, Jake's, and then there's the Mattapoisa Diner. Diner diner food is great. Uh, uh, would you like to see the Charmant Diner come back? What's on your mind this morning, South Coast? Are you are you depressed um, by the rain as, as I am? Uh, I'm not sure... Uh, uh, What's going on with that? They say that we're in a, a wet weather pattern, um, maybe caused by El Nino. Uh, uh, that's unfortunate. Uh, uh, you know, it's, it's a funny. You read about climate change and, 
in the headline this morning is that Southern Europe is just baking. The temperatures are in the hundreds, hundreds and tens in Sicily, Sardinia, Spain, Greece. It's hot all over Europe, Southern Europe, and it's hot in Arizona and Texas, 110 degrees every day. And in New England this summer, we're struggling to get to the 80s. What does that mean? I guess climate change is uneven. They, they say the science is uneven as to where it gets hot, where it doesn't get hot. What we've gotten is, is a rainier uh, summer than, than, than usual. Uh, uh, so I don't know if you have any feelings about that. What else is going on? What are your kids doing for the summer? You know, when, when, I, when I was a kid, you know, the parks, the, 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 the recreation departments, I know New Bedford runs a lot of programs. You, you know, my, my, my mother would just, we had eight kids in my family, and she would just send us, you know, to the park in the morning, and then we'd be there all day from, from nine in the morning until four in the afternoon, coming home for lunch uh, for a bit. And it was free. It, you know, it was a wonderful thing. Are those programs um, as good? You know, I... I Worked a lot with Mary Repose, the Parks and Recreation Director in New Bedford, and there seems to be a lot of programs going on. But, but I don't, I don't know if they are as, um, as all day. Uh, maybe they are. Uh, as when I was a kid, you know, you, you go to the park, and there would be different things um, going on all day. We used to, um, we used to, uh, I don't know whether you would call it knit. We used to make use gimp. Gimp was like a, a rubbery material that you would, you would sort of like. Um, Almost like a uh, uh, a crochet or something, and make these gimp um, bracelets and, and and necklaces. That was the big thing when I was a kid. Of course, we played baseball and tennis and and horseshoes and uh, croquet. I think we even played at the park. Uh, it was it was a good time. Uh, uh, what do kids do nowadays? They go to camp, I guess. Uh, upper middle class kids go to camp. I think. Um, uh, Work more working class kids go to the park, summer school. I know when I was fourteen, um, my, my my dad said, "I time for you to work." I said, 14, I'm too young to work." But uh, my parents, um, uh, you know, that that was a day I think when virtually all high school kids and teenagers worked. You had to bring in a little bit of money to the family. Uh, did you work when you were a teenager? I know my father gave me two choices. He said, "You can caddy, or you can you can." Go up to um, uh, the high school where I, I went in. You can work out on the grounds as a landscaper, which is that, that's what I chose. I I worked as a landscaper, and then my brother later had a landscaping business, and and all through high school that, that that's that's what I did, and, and, and through much of college also. Um, do kids work nowadays? I don't, I don't know if I, I I see high school kids like um, at some of the pizza shops and and ice cream parlors, but. I don't, I don't know if I see them working as much as they used to, uh, but uh, give me a call. Let me know what you think that kids are doing in the summer. We're going to go to a commercial break. Damn. All right, we're back. It's Jack Spillane from the New Bedford Light, uh, uh, filling in for Tim Weisberg on this rainy summer morning. We're about halfway through summer. Are you enjoying summer? I'm feeling like summer hasn't been been warm enough. Only the, that last week or so uh, that we've had. I like the hot weather. Um, so, uh, give me a call if you have a good summer story. 508-996-0500. I've tried to get some conversation going this morning about um, my column on um, uh, 
uh, employing people uh, that have had drug and alcohol problems, but folks don't seem to be that interested in talking about that. Uh, uh, we talked about the Charlotte Diner. Uh, I'm not getting any calls from the Charlotte Diner. Where are your calls? The uh, lines are open. Uh, give us a call. Uh, did, did anybody happen to see the um, the bullying video uh, uh, on the bus uh, at Alma Del Mar recently? Uh, the New Bedford Light did a, a a follow-up story to that, and I, I, you know, I'm, I'm I'm happy to have the folks from Alma Del Mar come on and, and talk about it. But you know, this mother who was complaining that her son was was being repeatedly beat on by by this kid on the bus says that the school, the charter school, was was very slow to take her concerns seriously, and and the school itself has admitted that they've had a hard time. Getting bus monitors, jeepers! I don't, I don't know what could be more distressing to a parent than than knowing your, your kid is being beat on by an older kid, a bigger kid, on the bus. Other kids are taking videos of it. The bus driver seems oblivious, and the the school uh, acknowledges that they they aren't able to um to to get uh uh higher bus monitors very easily. What the heck is that about? Just, they should, seems like they should be on top of that. Here, we have a caller. You're on the air with Jack Spillane. Good morning, Jack. Good morning. You know, you talk about hiring people that have gone through stuff or have had problems in the past. And I used to do a fair amount of volunteer work through a church organization. We were dealing with the homeless and feeding the homeless and, and, and bringing them clothing and a couple times a week. And that's just to start off with Unless they've gone through a program, they're almost impossible to deal with at that level. But if they've gotten straightened out and they've gone through a program, then you have a better chance, obviously. But there is also the possibility that they will relapse one way or another, which is always hard. I often took some people in and helped them. I, I give them work, you know. And you would always get burnt. One way or another, you got burnt. Either you got burnt because they would get paid one day and never show up again until they needed more money or they would, you know, have one excuse after another, or you would just be feeling the, the side effects of their all their bad behavior that they've collected. Um, they, I believe everybody deserves another chance. <clears throat> if they're willing to try and change, they, they certainly do, but it certainly is very difficult. And yeah. today, it's even harder today with people, I, I, this generation's a different, it's a different beast altogether. And it's harder to find a good person today who hasn't gone through that. If they have, even if they haven't gone through that stuff, it seems like the garbage that people bring to work nowadays is, is much it's, it's worse than it's ever been, it seems like, you know? Well, it's definitely been a breakdown in the hierarchical structure where people, I think, are, feel freer to um, misbehave uh, in the workplace than, than perhaps they did in the past. I, 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 I get what you're saying. It's, it's not easy. It's definitely not easy. But what alternative do we have? Because we can't just, um, people have to be able to take care of themselves. I, I do think that there are, there are people who are homeless and then there are people who just have records. And there are a lot of people who have served their time. They have some place to live. They, um, they even may um, be sober for a period of time but they they're just not easily employable you know um, 
Kyle has talked about the restaurant industry, the fishing industry, construction, um, the recovery industry itself being places that have been open to to, to giving jobs. Um, but I think when you get more into these corporate type structures, you know, like a city government or or, or the Whaling yeah. Museum, a big nonprofit like them, it's it's harder to um, to uh, take a take a chance on someone like that. Certainly, yes. I, I, I employ someone right now who did serve some time, and uh, he came out of it uh, a far better person than I could possibly ever imagine. And he's turned out to be an extremely, one of the best employees I've ever had wow. in the course of my life. Yeah, yeah. And he just, he, he just, it, it, and that does happen. You know what I mean? Yeah, and God, that, God uh, bless it, you for taking a chance on him. It, it really was hard. It, it really was tough. And, uh, and but I also believe everybody deserves another chance, you know. And and he was willing to give it. He was willing to work, you know. And uh, and man, is he's a worker. He's a hard worker. He, he's missed him one day in six months because he was sick, you know. And yeah. and it's just, it's just amazing. So so there's always hope. And, and the thing is, is that it's not up to us to judge what's happened to somebody in their past, where they came from, what they did. Everything about their past is a totally irrelevant to a degree, I would say. It's, but but most important of all is where are they going to go today? Where are they, where where do you want to go with the day? Is it today the day that they're going to change? Is today the day that they're going to wake up and grow up, so to speak, and 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 do everything they can to change their life for good? And so so you got to you got to be willing to take that chance sometimes too. You know, yep. either you're part of the solution or you're part of the problem. Yep. Those are the two options. There's no in between. Yep. You know? I got to go to another break, but uh, very quickly, what kind of what kind of work did you employ this guy doing? It's a lot of woodworking, carpentry, woodworking, boat, boat woodworking as well, you know. Ah, very and good. So I'm, teach, I'm teaching him a lot. I'm teaching him a bit of some lost, lost craft as well. Very so good. That's not as much anymore. Thanks for calling, sir. Call again. Yeah. Okay. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.